Hi, this is Rabbi Mintz. Welcome to the Mensch, the podcast where I go and speak on many different issues and I try to have you have a wonderful way of thinking. And this way you can make the right choice to be a Mensch. And for the 17th episode of my podcast, you ever notice whenever you talk to people, especially let's say politics, whatever it is, oh, they start screaming and, and they get all bent out of shape. And you try talking to them. They can't hear reason. What happened? What happened to us? Well, let me tell you the story of Adam and Eve at the Tree of Knowledge. The Tree of Knowledge, everybody goes and says, well, that was a big sin. But what people do not realize is it wasn't just a tree of knowledge. It was a tree of knowledge mixed with good and evil. So what was it before Adam and Eve? And why did God not want them to eat from the tree? Prior to eating from the tree, they were pure people, they were very pristine in a very pristine place. They saw good as good, and they saw evil as evil. They saw health, you know, something that's right as right, and something that's wrong is wrong. Absolutely no mixture. When they ate from the tree of knowledge, as the Kabbalah tells us, just like food becomes part of our entire body, so too does knowledge become part of our entire being. Let me give you an example. You're having a wonderful relationship with somebody. And then all of a sudden, somebody comes over to you and says to you, hey, you know your boyfriend, Bob? And you go, yeah. I just saw him hugging Sally in a real different way. And you go, no way. And then you see the picture. Now, all of a sudden, you go crazy. Why is my boyfriend doing this? See, this piece of knowledge makes you go crazy. He then goes and explains to her, what are you talking about? Do you know who Sally is? Sally is nothing to me. It's my first cousin. I haven't seen her in 15 years. Now, even though the truth should set the whole thing free, the problem is, is that she already had a taste that didn't make her feel good. And it's always going to be a potter. And she's going to say that I felt that mistrust. Even though there's an answer. And it takes a long time to get that out. So too when it comes to politics. We, you and I both know what's right and what's wrong. But then all of a sudden we hear something. Oh, my politician said that your politician is wrong because of this. It could be true, it could be not true. But the fact that you just heard it, it integrates into you. And good and evil become so part of us, we start fighting because it's a negative force. One of the most beautiful things that we always say as adults is, boy, I wish I could be like kids. You know, life was real simple back then. That's true. But living a simple life does not make me grow into a better person. So having knowledge that can maybe drive me crazy, what kind of a person am I? How do I react to it? Unfortunately, a lot of people today, when you speak to them about politics, they get up bent out of shape. They do not take it well. They've eaten from the tree of knowledge of good and bad, and they don't know how to handle it. They'll fight. They won't talk to you anymore. How dare you? You don't, you don't think like me. You, Hello, I'm your friend. I can't have my own opinion. It used to be you could when we were simpler. But today, everything gets convoluted. 
because we take in so much knowledge and we don't know if it's fake news or real news. And we just go crazy over it. Therefore, the mensch is saying, you got to start backing off. You know who you like. Don't talk to people about politics anymore. It's ridiculous. Because you're losing friends over it. You're losing your own sleep over it. And that's exactly what the snake wants. To have his venom in you. To drive you crazy. So you can get out of your peaceful garden of Eden. Where you really want to be. This is Rabbi Mensch, the Mensch. Letting you know. That even from the Torah, from the Bible. You can learn how to be a Mensch. In today's world. In the year 2020. God bless you all. Welcome back to The Mensch, where I give my part of the show over to my producers that they can ask me any question they want. I have no clue what the questions are, but to tell you a little bit more about it, here's my producer, Jack. Take it away. Hi, Rabbi. This is What Would a Mensch Do? These are quick bites asking topical questions from today's news. For the first question, Rabbi, after watching last night's debate, how do you feel this debate compared to the last debate? Does it make a difference to actually hear the candidates? <laughs> you had darkness and tonight you had light. There's a big difference. The candidates were able to speak what they wanted to say. That's a big, important thing. Whether you like Biden or whether you like Trump, you now heard their opinions. There are some people that are very environmentalists that went and said were maybe unhappy when they heard that Biden said we're not going to be fracking. Then on other times, Biden was very strong about the character of our president because he could be a uniter. And unfortunately, sometimes he, he says things that are just, why? On the other hand, you may like Trump. Trump was able to go and pound over and over, 47 years. You were in office, all these great ideas. Why did you do it? What makes you think you're going to be able to do it now? So here you were able to hear the ideas, plus you were able to hear them exchange between themselves, and you were able to see a stark difference. Whoever was the winner, I don't think anybody thought there was a winner outside the person they're already voting for. How many people are still on the fence? Ah, I don't know who's on the fence. If anything, you hope that your candidate motivated more people because it seems like it's going to be a very tight race. So I like tonight's debate. The moderator did not interrupt too much. I think she was much more fair than Chris Wallace, and, you know, everybody thought she's from, you know, MSNBC, that she was going to destroy Trump. Uh, she went down the line pretty good, and I was very impressed with that. Great question. Thanks, Rabbi. The Ninth Commandment states, Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. I feel like this commandment greatly applies in this time politically. Rabbi, what do you say to the politicians that make false claims or unknown claims about their opponent? Does fake news essentially violate the Ten Commandments? That is a great question. That is part of my opening monologue where I went and spoke about that all of a sudden you start hearing things and then you find out it's fake news, but it's in you. You downloaded it. It was integrated into your system. So that's why God goes and says, you shall not bear false witness. Always be honest. The question is, why do politicians have to go there? Shouldn't your platform be strong enough? Why do you have to knock the next guy? Tell me what you are doing, not what the other guy is doing. And I got to tell you something. That's why a lot of people are turned off from politics. 
Because most of the time we turn it on, it's always fake news about the other guy. I remember when I used to be on KFI radio, we had a governor here in California election. And I would say to every one of the candidates, in fact, I even had vice, uh, he was running for vice president for George Bush. And what happened was I said to him, I say to all the politicians, I'm going to ask you questions. The moment you bring up your candidate, what they're going to do, I'm just going to go to the next question. I don't want to hear what the other guy will do. I have you on the show because I want to tell you. I want my listeners to know what you want to do for them. I remember I asked a question once to Gray Davis, and I said to him, when he was running for governor in California, I said, the jobs are leaving Hollywood left and right. They're all going out of town. They're going to Georgia. They're going to Canada. And he started saying, well, if you look at what my, my opponent will do, and I said, no, I want to know what you're going to do. I stopped him right there. I said, I want to know what you're going to do to stop everybody running away from the state of California. It was a moment of silence. Because most people, when they ask a question, they want to deflect because nobody wants to tell us what they're really doing. They shall not bear false witness, if anything. Why aren't they telling us what they really want to think? Tell us your truth. Tell us why we should vote for you. Not not vote for the next guy. Brilliant question. Great question. Thanks, Rabbi. How many of the people that run for president do you think run based on actually wanting to make change or if they're just power hungry? That's also a great question. As you see throughout the, uh, the Tanakh, you have many different people that are vying for position. Like when King Solomon was almost dying, his children were vying for power. So it's not just in the Jewish kingship, it's all over the world. Power is very, very, um, it's, it's very seductive. Because you can go and do a lot of things with power. You can control people. You can party on people's other, their money. You can actually make change. Whether you like Trump or not, one of the things that he said tonight at the debate he said, or, 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 in an interview not too long ago, he went and said, I didn't need the job. I'm making a lot of money. But I stopped making a lot of money so that I can go and do things to make America great again. Now, whether you like his policies or not, he wasn't a career politician. I mean, look at you know Joe Biden, the guy who's in the, there for 47 years. So why are these people in there for so long? Is it because they love the power? They love being in the seat of power? Or they really want to make a difference? Joe Biden, I'm sure he's done a lot of things. And Donald Trump, I'm sure he's done a lot of things. What is the cause? You should do it purely. I would love to go back to the original days where Washington was empty most of the year. And people would come in maybe one week for an entire month and go and work on legislation, work on a budget, and go home. Now it's a full-time job. Every congressman used to be a shoemaker when they went back home. That's how they made the money. You didn't come to Washington to have a career. You came to Washington because you cared about the country. Man, it would be great if we could go back to that. The problem is... They've tasted the venom of the snake and it has integrated them. And they have that power and they don't know how to let go. I would love to see Congress go and rule against themselves and say, you cannot be a congressman or woman more than two terms. That would be great. Great question. Thanks, Rabbi. Final question. What do you hope the nation looks like in four years? 
Oh, what would I like to see? That we don't need any of these rioting in the streets anymore. I want to see the rioting stopping. I don't want to see people just beating each other up. I want to see police really having a new attitude when they arrest people. They should arrest white, black, brown, I don't care who you are, the same way. I want to see more peace in our country. I'm talking serious. We must stop ripping each other apart. You see, that's the snake venom that I spoke about earlier. That snake venom, wow, it could kill you. It could kill you. And it's ripping our country apart. So I would like to see ourselves getting off the venom and really hugging each other and becoming to recognize we're all good people. No matter what the color of your skin is, we're all brought here by God. Whew. It's not a dream. It can't happen. If I was president, I would use my pulpit at fireside chats, talking to the people. Come on, guys. Why are we destroying this country? God bless America. Hi, welcome back. This is a section where I like to go and give over a little understanding sometimes of this week's Torah portion or story. This week, we read about the flood with Noah at the beginning, and right near the end, we are introduced to a new character by the name of Abraham. Now, we know about Noah that he walked with God. He was special. God said, I'm from you, I'm going to save the world. Now, that is a special dude. Near the end of the Torah portion, we're introduced to Abraham. And next week, we talk all about Abraham, but God chose him to be the first Jew. Why would God choose Abraham over Noah? And the question is, what are you? Are you a Noah or are you an Abraham? What's the difference? Think about it. Noah knew that the whole world was going to be destroyed by a flood. He knew it. He worked hard building an ark. It took him a long time to get that ark going. It's not like he had cranes. I mean, he had many years to build this ark. And in all those years, he couldn't convince one person in the world to repent and that they could be able to enter into the ark. On the other hand, Abraham, when he recognized that there was a God, see, he did not grow up. Knowing about God. In fact, his father, Terach, was a major idol merchant. He grew up all around idolatry. But with his own mind, he came and realized that there was a God that created everything. A God of all. And that was monotheism. And Abraham went around the world, even before God spoke to him, started telling everybody, dude, why are you bowing down to stone? And he was able to make a lot of followers. Question is, what kind of a person are you when it comes to doing things to make this world a better place? Are you Noah and just going to save yourself? Or are you an Abraham? Are you going to go and make a difference and bring somebody along with you? God wants us to bring someone along with us. But if you're not going to do it, then continue walking righteous with God. Because at least there, he'll be proud to walk with you. But he won't choose you. He'll take the one who's reaching out to a second individual and saying, come, let's make this world a better place. And that was Abraham. Each and every one of you, you can now know your Bible characters of this week. During this week, come, think about what's going on. Make the right choices. Because a mensch always does the right choice. 
God bless you. I'll see you again next week on this podcast of The Mitch.